and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. want to remind you we're going to be at the warehouse coming up on Friday. 2 to 6, 1825 South, 300 West. Prices so low, it will blow your mind. It's the warehouse. Gordon, you made a startling admission to me today. Uh, I did. A, a mea culpa, if you will. What um, did I say? No, I, I, I actually thought you made some really good points at the beginning of the show when we were talking about this jazz team and what we learned from what we saw against the Knicks on Friday. And and reset this uh, reset this opinion a little bit because I have a question to ask uh, about it to you. So uh, the Jazz won in a different way than they did the Knicks. It wasn't necessarily one of those make or miss games uh, that uh, we've talked about so much. Reset that opinion. Well, I essentially have, have maintained throughout the early part of the season that in order for the Jazz to win, they need to shoot. Uh, near 50%, somewhere in that neighborhood, maybe not quite that high, but in that neighborhood. They have to shoot themselves to victory. And then I watched that game last night and saw the way they shot in the first half, and they couldn't, I mean, it was bad. It was about as bad as it's been all season long. What was the worst of it? Weren't they like 3 of 15 at one point or something? I mean, it was, it was just not accurate shooting. And they were open shots. That was the thing. They were getting open shots, but they were just weren't connecting. And uh, they ended up shooting 40% for the game, and they won. They found a way to win. They did shoot better in the second half, but it was the defense and it was the tough-mindedness of the team that brought them back. And their two best offensive players were a combined 5 of uh, 25 from the field. So they were able to overcome that. And so I was wrong. They, they can win games without shooting the ball accurately, uh, and, and that's what happened last night. It was impressive to me because they didn't quit. They didn't shrink away. They seemed determined. They dug in, and they fought back, and they, they found a way to win. And it was they did have good performance, individual performances, out, especially out of Rudy Gobert. Royce O'Neal had a nice game. Uh, we talked about uh, Mike Conley uh, sort of steadying things down the stretch but uh it was it was impressive to me that they could play that poorly at the offensive end and still win okay so my question to you now is is how much does that impact your opinion on their potential well and maybe it's not at all that's why i'm asking you maybe i mean maybe it's just one of those things where it was a game against the knicks and it doesn't really matter i want to know if if kind of the your evolving opinion on this does that change your expectation it 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 was encouraging to me for the team uh i i thought that did did prove that they could do some things that i didn't think that they necessarily could do but they did do it against a team that's lost, what, 8 of 11? And also so, beat them a week and a half ago. Right. So there is that. But if they play like that against the Lakers, I think they're going to get 
they're going to get themselves in trouble. So I, I'm, I've, I've been brought along to a certain point, but I'm not sure whether how that's going to work. I still think in most uh, case, cases, which is probably true for every team, but especially for this team because this is one of their strengths is the shooting of the ball, especially the three-point shot. And that wasn't the case last night. If they shot the ball like that against the Lakers, I think they could beat by 15. See, I don't know, because the defense was that good in, in the second half. See, I, I I, think it should... But can they do that? Can they do that, Jake, against LeBron and AD? See, that's the point, because I think, you know, of course I don't know, and we'll we'll see the Lakers play uh, when they come. I think they're coming here in February, right? Um but, but here's the thing. The Lakers can do a lot of things to the Jazz that the Knicks were trying to do. And the Jazz figured out a way, a different way to win a basketball game. You know, the the shoot a bunch of threes and, and move the ball around, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty. But when it comes to playoff basketball, when you're playing the same team, game in and game out, and they're going to make adjustments and they're going to play the defense that you don't want to play against, you have to find another way to win. I think part of the way I think part of the reason that James Harden has never gotten over the top is when you figure out a way to disrupt what Houston was doing and how they played, they had no answer. And so what I thought was important about the game last night against the Knicks, and we'll see how it plays out uh, against a team like the Lakers because, of course, it's a different ball game. but when the Lakers start switching on the Jazz and playing the pressure defense and when they go um, you know, specifically to LeBron iso ball on the other side or Anthony Davis iso ball on the other side, it's going to take the Jazz out of what they want to do. And so how do they adjust and can they find a different way to win? You know, against the, the, the Nuggets last year in the playoffs, it just turned into a um, – you know, a shootout between um, um, Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell. Well, if they were to do that um, that series over again, could they find a way to adjust and win games in different ways? Would they have been more successful in that series? You know, I think the playoffs are often about, um, you know, who can play physical, who can play defense, and who can make the best adjustments, who can yeah. go outside of their comfort zone to win a basketball game in a way that's been taken, you know, when, when how they ideally want to do it has been taken away. And I think that that's important because it's it's almost the difference between a good team and a system team, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I I, I follow you. The the thing about last night's game, though, when the Jazz were shooting so poorly, I don't think the Knicks had anything to do with it. They were wide open looks, Jake. I'd agree that, with that to to a certain extent. I thought the Knicks got the Jazz away from some of the things they wanted to do. Oh, I I thought that in the first half that they were getting the shots they wanted. They just they were not going in, and it was really strange because I didn't see guys up there in their grill just making it impossible for them. I thought they were getting the looks they wanted, but they still weren't connecting. So that, that happens sometimes. Let me ask you this. If Austin Rivers had continued on his pace, and not at the ridiculous level, I mean, you're going to miss a shot now and again. But if, if they had allowed him to continue to score the way he did, do you think the Knicks would have won? And was it the Jazz who were the ones who should get the credit for Austin Rivers playing the way they did he did in the second half? Or was it Austin Rivers' fault? Oh, my gosh. It was all the Jazz. 
Yeah, no, the second half had nothing to do with Austin Rivers cooling off. See, they did a pretty good job on him, I thought, in the first half, but he was making really tough shots. Oh, it was a totally different game plan against him in the second half, and Quinn Snyder admitted as much in, in the postgame. I mean, if you watch that, they ran second guys at him all the time, and, and Locke talked a lot about this. You, they disrupted the way that he interacted with the, with the, the big setting the pick. I mean, they totally changed the way they, they played against Austin Rivers, and it, it took him out of the basketball game. I, I, what Austin Rivers did in the first half was what he did to him last time. I mean, yeah. he was really good in the ISO, and he made really good decisions and made a bunch of shots. The Jazz completely changed the way they played him in the second half, and I love the way Quinn Snyder simplified it in the postgame. He said, I just told my guys at halftime the difference in this game is Austin Rivers. So we're going to change the way we're playing this guy. And that's exactly what they did. And it made a, a world of difference. I, I don't well, think it's back to that adjusting you were talking about right. when they're when they're able to do that. then they can find ways they can find some way, even if it's not their preferred preferred way. And that's why I thought last night's win for the Jazz really had nothing to do with shooting. I, I agreed with you at the at the beginning of the show. I don't think it had anything to do with shooting. Now, George Niang hit some timely shots and I'm not I'm not saying, well, it had nothing to do with anything. But last night, the difference between the first half and the second half was all defense. It was all the way that they were playing the Knicks, and they took the Knicks out of what they wanted to do and held the Knicks to 35 second-half points. And not only did they do that, but they found ways to score, even though their leading scorers were unable to – they had bad nights. And and Rudy Gobert had a lot to do with the success at both ends of the floor. And I thought that was one of his best games. I agree. I think it might have been his best game. He was really great. Uh, we have some uh, um, some jazz news actually just coming in just now. Uh, Joe Ingles will get the start tonight instead of Donovan Mitchell. We were wondering about that earlier in the show, if maybe Mie Oni would have gotten the nod to keep the rotation kind of the same. But Joe Ingles will get the start tonight. All we got, we really didn't get that much information about Donovan Mitchell and his concussion protocol. I wonder how long he's going to be out. He got popped pretty good last night. I mean, I, I when I saw that, I thought, okay, that's – it was weird the way it happened with the elbow swinging around, but I I, I thought he took a pretty good shot. And uh, I wonder – I wonder – not a doctor, but I don't know how long he'll be out. Do you Did you get any sense for that? Oh, I have no idea. I would, I would expect he would miss at least both Dallas games. Hmm. Right, the concussion protocol usually takes a few days. So we're going to find out a little more about the Jazz without their star player uh, being able to contribute. Now, how much he contributed last night, uh, you brought up a good point, how he would, did have some assists and some some rebounds and stuff, helping his team win in other ways. But uh, scoring the, the ball was not one of those ways. Not, he had nine points in that game. And, and Boyan Bogdanovich did not help much at all uh, either so maybe maybe we'll get a further indication of of what the jazz depth is all about tonight i actually think they should be fine tonight replacing donovan mitchell over the long haul would be impossible but for a game or two with as many shooters and weapons as this team has i i think they have the potential to be just fine i think that his teammates love him i think donovan is popular with his teammates but anytime you have a star who is unable to go misses a game or two, the rest of the guys, <laughs> it's it's not lost on them, man. They want to go out and show that uh, not only do they want to pick up their guy, 
but they want to prove to coaches and to anybody who's watching what they're capable of doing as well. Not to make Donovan feel bad or look bad or anything like that, but I, I think there's going to be some guys on the court tonight who who want to show people, prove to people what they're capable of doing. Now, whether they'll be successful or not is a tough call. Who do you we'll have see. in mind? What do you mean? Uh, which players? You said, yeah, you said people are yeah, going to be able to prove I, it. Well, I, I said, well, who do you have in mind? I, it's not like they're. It's not like they have to prove it to to show the world. Hey, look, I'm here. It's just that they want to show what they're capable of doing. I think Mike Conley will have a big game tonight. I think uh, Joe Ingles will have a big game, uh, or at least they'll try to. Uh, maybe Bogdanovich, was, but they know they have to have guys step up. Because all those shots that Donovan usually takes, somebody else is going to have to put them up. And with the rate that Quinn Snyder wants his team to shoot, they're, they're, he's going to want to see the ball in the air. Yeah, I, I was just curious. I I don't know. Well, Mike Conley's proven plenty. I just don't know what, what he additionally he'd have to prove it, tonight. It, but see, just... you're misreading what I'm saying. I'm not saying he has to prove he's a good player. He He wants to prove what he's capable of doing when his team needs him. Okay. All right. Uh, We'll have uh, more Big Show coming up. We have the drop of the day. Don't forget Jazz pregame takes over at the top of the 6 o'clock hour. Jazz Mavericks coming your way. Tip off a little after 7. But, yeah, drop of the day. Sounds of various clips next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. It's time for Drop of the Day, also known as Sounds of Various Clips. You ready, Gordon? Yeah. All right. Uh, I have not heard this yet. Austin set it up as saying these are news anchors who watched an Ellen DeGeneres stand-up in the break and then couldn't do the news. story is really hilarious to Jessica. I'm sorry. We were uh, watching our friend Ellen DeGeneres. Our um, good friend. Our good Shout friend. Shout all the time. In the commercial break. She was talking about aspirin and it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, Valentine's Day is just over a month away. And if hey. you're looking for a getaway, you don't have to go far. You don't have to go far for this. Datingadvice.com released their list of the top 10 most romantic cities in North America. Norfolk landed on the list at number six. They say the waterfront views and the sunsets make it perfect for couples. <laughs> and as for the top five, Greenville, South Carolina, followed by Austin, Texas at number four. Number three is Savannah, Georgia. Number two is Quebec City in Canada. And coming in at number one is Nashville. Just so you know, Ellen's new special on Netflix, Relatable, is hilarious. And is that where this is coming from? That's where this is coming from, and it is very relatable. Okay. Shout out to Ellen. Okay. <laughs> Got it. All right, as you prepare breakfast this morning, grab those milk cartons. <laughs> Today is National Milk Day, a day I'm sure you have been looking forward to celebrating. <laughs> milk, oh, what were we going to describe? 
The script says to describe what milk is used for. So here we go. Milk can be in numerous things like cereal, baking, a beverage. You can just drink it. Oh my God. According to the encyclopedia. Pasteurization began as a use encyclopedia. Milk used to be pasteurized and started in the 1860s. That's when they removed harmful bacteria from the milk. Where did it come from? A French chemist and biologist, Louis Pasteur. And don't worry if you can't celebrate. You got another chance in six months because that's World Milk Day. Wow. First of all, get it together. <laughs> Second of all, dude, that that milk story, I could see why they were a little a little that seemed a little obvious. Uses for milk? Some producer <laughs> just put in there ad lib what you can use with milk for. Use milk for. We need to fill 8 minutes. <laughs> How much weed did they smoke in the break? Seriously. Is Ellen that Oh, funny? come on. It, that's happened to all of us at one time or another, hasn't it? Where we were just laughing so hard we couldn't stop. Jake, I remember way back in the day when you and I were doing a show together, we both were just slapping the countertops, falling out of our seats laughing. Over what? I can't tell you. But we were busting up laughing and we could barely do the segment. I know. I feel like radio is a little different than television in that sense, though. <laughs> I suppose so. But, yeah, the milk story. I mean, I, I could see why they continue to laugh there. I mean, give uses for milk. Well, not fueling my car. I mean, what do you mean uses for milk? New big milk drinker, Gordon? Oh, uh, not really. No? Why not? Uh, I'll, you know, I mean, I'll drink a little milk here and there, but it's not like uh, something I feel like I, I gotta have. So, no reason? No, uh, it's fine. You don't like the taste? I, Too filling? When was the last time you went into a restaurant and ordered milk? I Never. I, I, it's been a while, but I do like milk. I, I should drink more of it. Not, not really in public at a restaurant, but I, I like milk. My dad my dad will have milk with his steak dinner. Oh, yeah. I could see yeah. that. Oh, no. It's I a don't. breakfast drink only. Oh, no. I, I grew up having milk for dinner. It's got to be ice cold. I like ice cold milk. You put ice in it? I do put ice in it. That's weird. I know I, it is weird. I'm willing to admit. My mother-in-law eats popcorn and milk. Like never fills heard, a bowl of popcorn, pours the milk, milk in. I've never heard of that. Jake, I'll tell you, my mom used to put ice in her milk. Really? So she, yeah, she liked it. She liked it that way. Yeah, people give me a funny look when I say I put ice in my milk, but it really is much better to me. Now, whole, two percent, one percent skim. Where pretty, you I'm a pretty firm two percent guy. Two percent. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up with one. And then I got to college and went, what am I doing? This I can have whole milk? That's a thing? Why am I drinking white water? Uh, give me the thickest cream milk you can find. I went the other way. When I was a kid, I hated skim milk, but now uh, it's pretty much all I would drink. My wife goes the almond milk direction, which surprisingly isn't bad. Uh, my yeah. wife is a uh, lactose intolerant, so uh-huh. she also does the, and our, our daughter is too. She, my daughter has the silk milk. Uh-huh. And my wife does the uh, the almond milk. I can't stand either one of them. Really? It, really? It, it, it tastes to me like like I'm drinking it through a, a an onion leaf. It just has a weird 
thing to it. Huh. I uh, I tried it, and I, I like it fine. Maybe I'm weird. It's not as good no, as the original. No, it's not weird. It's teach his own. You know, I mean, whatever you like. Not nearly as good as, as normal milk. Now, chocolate milk. All the time, anytime. Bring it on. Oh, yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah, I'm a chocolate milk guy. How about that? See, uh, when I this, was a kid. This, this segment brought to you by the I Utah had, Dairy Council. Yeah. Got milk. When, when I was a kid, I had to take uh, uh, some, I got sick or something, and I had to, uh, my parents put some medicine in chocolate milk. And from that time on, I hated chocolate milk until I became an adult, and then I snapped back to my senses. Good chocolate milk, hard to beat, huh? Let's see. When I was about five, um, I, I didn't sleep real well, so my parents gave me warm half, like half milk, half Nyquil, like a like a half a glass of Nyquil, and no way, and it just did the trick. <laughs> A half glass of NyQuil? Yeah, half glass of NyQuil. Did you miss your whole third year? Half glass of, of 2%. And, you know, it just it just really did. It did you took it in kindergarten, woke up yeah, in second you know. grade? But I couldn't I couldn't drink milk for like five years without uh, tasting that, 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 you know, NyQuil taste. Isn't that funny how that, it's true. That's, uh, that was the same experience I had. I don't, I don't know. I wasn't the exact same, but I mean. Similar circumstances. It took a long time to get over it. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. Uh, but we have that, to... Look, I tell you, few things are better than than a, a glass of cold milk and, and a good cookie. Huh? Uh, we have some jazz news here, Gordon. <laughs> uh, Was that on the air? Also? No. Derek Favors <laughs> is out tonight with low backs. What? Derek Favors Ooh. out tonight with low back soreness, which isn't the knee soreness that has been on the injury report before. So, I hope that's so that, not that, that depth of which we spoke is really going to be tested. Yeah, we're going to see a lot of Doke tonight. Wow, I'm I'm actually more excited for the game than I was a minute ago. No offense, Derek Favors. I just love and I love watching uh, Azubuki go out there and and you sound wreck like shop. a former coworker of ours here all of a sudden. Oh yes, no, no. I, I, I don't think they're I'm a not. better team uh, without Derek Favors. I'm just looking forward to Dope getting out there and just running fools over. Ah, uh, come on! I'm not that impressed. I'm really not so far. How how has it, he played enough for you to have an actual opinion either way? It, it, well, I mean, it's uh, I'll, I'll grant you that the sample size is small, but and he's a rookie big. I mean, I they I never do anything. People, I keep hearing people say, oh, yeah, he's really promising, and I'm, I'm not seeing it so far. I don't know. We'll see. Not what Jake said, really, though. Not that you're saying that's what Jake was saying. No, I know. I know. He said he was looking forward to seeing him. And, you know, I mean, he's he's young. I get it. you got to be patient with these with these guys. But uh, Here's, we'll see. I'll tell you why I, I think that he has potential, if you want to go down that road. Because he has already got an NBA body. He does not need to work on his NBA body at all. He's got to go get skill. But right now, he's a, he's a brick wall out there. And if he, learned, like, if he learned like Rudy to control his body better, get his hands a little bit better, find an offensive move, you know, I think he could, I think he could be good. I, I absolutely don't think it's fair to judge one way or another for a rookie big in year one. What if we did that to Rudy? No, I know you're sitting there saying how much you're looking forward to seeing him play, and and I I, I guess well that's because I, mean, I want to see him go out and take somebody's head off. I want to see if he gets <laughs> five fouls in five minutes. 
All right. So you have your bizarre reasons for wanting to watch him play. I'm, I I just don't know whether he's really ready. He has had. And some... I don't know. I and I don't know. I I, I just people say he's athletic. I, I I'm not seeing great speed on the court for a big man. Are you seeing though the go viral dunks that he provides? Regardless of whether you think he's a good rotational player in the future, you've seen these dynamite dunk over the whole team moments, right, Gordon? Yeah, like he's dunked I, I guys just... into their retirement. Well, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying that he won't develop into something that will be useful for the Jazz. I'm not going to say that because it's so early in the process. But I, I think there's a whole lot of growth that needs to happen with that kid. I think, you know, with young bigs, they all have a lot of growing to do. Is that too critical, you think, at this point? Very much. It's and less I, critical I, than a moment ago when you went, I guess. I absolutely disagree with the athleticism thing, too. 100%. You think he moves well? Yes. Oh. I think uh. he has trouble controlling his body, and so he's going to pick up a lot of fouls because he's he's like a, a bull in a china closet out there. But I absolutely think the athleticism is there. All right, we'll see. You do only see him so far, though, when the Jazz are up 100 in the, in the fourth, fourth quarter. quarter. Yeah. So it's not like we're sitting here, Gordon, telling you he's going to be a multi-time all-star and you're crazy to not see that. I think what Jake's saying, or at least what I'm saying, is he has provided some exciting moments this season, even in garbage time. He has dunked uh, people into tomorrow. That, that has happened. Which I love well, to see. Well, I'll pay closer attention, but uh, so far, I, I don't know. I just... We'll see. All right. We want to remind you that uh, Valentine's Day is coming soon. You've got to be prepared, and that's where Jimmy's Flowers comes in. Flowers are the perfect gift. Place your order today. Get it over and done with and get the fresh, freshest selection in town. You can even get them delivered. Jimmy's Flowers with locations in Og- Ogden, Layton, and Bountiful. Also, jimmysflowers.com. That's Jimmy's Flowers. We'll have more coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We appreciate you making us a part of your day. We've got Jazz Game Night pregame coming up right around the corner at the top of the 6 o'clock hour. Tim Lacombe is in the house. We'll get you ready for the Jazz and the Mavericks. If you're just tuning in, no Donovan Mitchell for the Utah Jazz. He's in the uh, concussion protocol. And no Derek Favors. We found that out a few minutes ago. He's got uh, back soreness. And uh, you never want to hear that, Gordon. And Derek's had issues with that back in the past, and it's been kind of one of those lingering things. You know, uh, we're no doctor, of course, but, uh, man, that's that's not a good sign. I, I hope it's just one of those things where he just needs a, a game to rest it and he's going to be all right. Yeah, I, I yeah, no kidding. Uh, I think I heard Pat Riley say that lower back pain will change your personality. And uh, so we certainly wish him the best and anytime you got a, a back that's a little bit that way man you just you gotta rest it you gotta rest it well and maybe it's one of those things where it's the second night of a back-to-back and this is one of those you Could know be. veteran uh, players where you're you're being a little strategic about how many games they play and when they do maybe it's a little load management um which you know is you're in it for the long haul and i hope that's what it is second night of the back-to-back and just rest those guys Maybe they think they're at a disadvantage with no Donovan anyway, and this is a good chance to do it. 
Uh, I like Derek Favors, always have, and uh, but but I do think he how how, how to say this he he <laughs> he looks more veteran to me now. I'll say it that way. Would you agree? <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> Got a, a few more rings around the trunk. Uh, that's not a comment on his weight. It's a comment on the years in the league. He's oh. not quite as nimble as he used to be. Oh, maybe that's true. I think he's he's a pretty similar player. I think playing fewer minutes is probably a good thing for him. That'll probably bump out his career a little bit. Yeah, he certainly can be useful to the Jazz and has been so far. Um, uh, but uh, I, I still this day, you know, your mind takes pictures of certain things. And I always tease you guys that I can't remember what I did yesterday, but I remember the first time I sat down and talked with Derek Favors, and I asked him, I said, can you score 20 points and get 10 boards a game? And he said, I can if they let me. And he really believed that he could. And he's had a fine career. He really has. And he's turned into a, a really nice player. I just think he's a little different now as a player. Uh, than he once was, which is fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just I I think I noticed that as I watch him play. Gordon, uh, one story switching gears a little bit we did not have a chance to talk about uh, today, but I certainly want to get your thoughts on it. Brian Johnson, the former Ute quarterback, is leaving the University of Florida where he was the offensive coordinator. He is now going to be the quarterback's coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. Your thoughts? Good for Brian, man. He always had. Uh, he, he was, he he was smart. He he was articulate, and he's 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 just a, a good guy. Uh, and by good, I mean, uh, I'm not talking about so much his morality or anything. I, I mean, I, th- I imagine that would be good as well. But he just is is a solid person. You'll agree with that. We had a lot of comings and goings with him. And I was always impressed. And I and I campaigned, not that anybody listened, but I, I thought he would make a good offensive coordinator at uh, Utah. And it was a little before his time. He wasn't quite ready for that yet. But uh, I think he's grown into a terrific football coach. Good for him. Yeah, I, uh, I'm happy that the, the bump in the road at Utah didn't uh, alter his career path too much. And he's kind of followed Dan Mullen around a little bit, spent some time at the University of Houston. I I get motivation for wanting to be an NFL position coach and, and see if he can get it done at that level. But I don't know if I'd want to have that quarterback's coach job <laughs> where your your charge is to figure out how to remind Carson Wentz how to play football. Well, maybe maybe he's just the right guy for it. I'm just saying it would be a that would be a difficult first job. Do you think that uh, that's why they, they're bringing him in because of the difficulty there, and they wanted they spotted someone who they thought would be able to communicate clearly with Carson and and get along with him? Because Carson Wentz won that battle, man. Doug Peterson's gone. He won. So we'll see if he can uh, live up to it now under the guidance of a of a bright guy. Do you think that's what it was? It was Wentz v. Peterson. I think there was some trouble there. I mean, because Peterson went with Jalen Hurts and and benched Carson Wentz. So you think that that's what it was? They picked Wentz? Because I certainly, if if that were the case, I would not have picked Wentz. He's terrible. Yeah, okay. And it's mental, which which is tough to fix. But they can't trade him. 
So, I mean, I guess they can, but they really can't. I mean, he's got pretty much an untradeable contract. They certainly can't cut him. Well, I don't know about the future of Carson Wentz, but I do know that Brian Johnson is a is a bright football mind and will be able to communicate clearly with, who, with the guys he's coaching and will have a positive effect on his team. And he and Brian's no dummy, man. He must see an opportunity there that he likes or else he wouldn't have done it. Right. And I, well, I would guess that he'd want a chance to coach football and not just be a recruiter, which is mostly what assistant coaches in college football do. But the thing is, is at least I remember his time at Utah, he was an awesome recruiter. It was one of his best qualities as a coach. So now he'll get a chance to go and just work on the coaching side of things and see how it goes in the NFL. Yeah. I was a little well, surprised. Not that Brian got the job, because I bet you Brian's great in an interview. I bet he's killed every interview he's uh, he's ever done because uh, of the reasons you laid out uh, laid out before. I'm just a, a little surprised that they'd tap into the college ranks for a pro quarterback coach. But Brian, you know, he coached uh, coached Dak in Mississippi State, right? And uh, obviously this year at Florida, why am I Kyle Trask? Uh, developed nicely, so right. you know maybe that's the the part of the resume that uh, attracted him. So it's not like Brian hasn't developed some fine quarterbacks at the collegiate level. It just how often do NFL teams dip into college to get their quarterback coach? I bet it doesn't happen very often. He caught the eye of somebody. There's no doubt about that, or else he wouldn't have been offered that kind of opportunity. So I I would imagine I see good things in his future. If if you're, we're talking about stocks earlier. If he's a stock, I'm buying. All right, Gordon, what do you think's going down in the uh, Jazz game tonight? Boy, I don't know because I, I we, the Jazz, obviously, like we talked about before, no Donovan Mitchell, no Derek Favors. Will the team rally? They've got a lot of very fine positive energy going right now, and so maybe that's enough to uh, to overcome. Uh, I, I just I don't know what this is going to look like. I really don't, Jake. I. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure. What do you think? I think they're going to come out and play some inspired basketball. I, I think if they lose tonight, it's because Dallas played really well. They've got most of their team really for the kind of the first time this year, and maybe they come out clicking. But I don't – I mean, you'll obviously miss Derek Favors and Donovan Mitchell again if you did that over the long haul. But the way some of these guys have been playing, I don't see any reason why they couldn't make up for them missing for a game. I imagine that we'll see Mike Conley with the ball in his hands a little more than usual because he shares that duty with uh, with uh, Donovan Mitchell. Now Joe Ingles is certainly capable in that regard as well. But I, I'm really expecting a, a big game out of, out of uh, Mike Conley tonight. I, I think, you know, the other guys will have their opportunities too, at least the guys who the Jazz usually depend on to uh, shoot those three-pointers because uh, I don't think Quinn is going to want the team to play any differently. He wants to see that ball flying from the three-point line, and I think the other guys will will step up and and give it a whirl. Whether they drop or not, we're going to find out. All right, Gordon, will you enjoy your evening, and I'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks, Jake. Have a good one. Thank you, Gordon. Uh, appreciate that. Jazz game night post-game show, or post-game, pre-game show coming up next. I uh, want to say a big thanks to the title sponsor of the big show. That would be Big O. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires and save up to $150 on a set of Big O brand tires today. Jazz game night kicks off next on the Jazz Radio Network. I knew that was about the end of it. So long, farewell, I'll be night. I hate goodbyes. This thing is over! That'll do, Peggy. That'll do.